Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Three days, three large smashing grabs. This time a jewelry store targeted in the Southland Mall in Hayward. Cases shattered after police say nine suspects made off with an unknown amount of pricey items just before 5.30 in the afternoon. Meanwhile, in Walnut Creek, the Broadway Plaza Nordstrom still cleaning up after police say a brazen group of 80 thieves made off with piles of merchandise Saturday night. High-end gift store Paya just down the street. Yesterday, when it all happened, I was just... I was just shocked. A statement put out by Walnut Creek Police warning about intelligence they'd received suggesting the same thieves might strike again Sunday, advising stores to consider taking additional security precautions or close early. Yeah, or close early. That's funny. I read a quote from a, a business over the weekend that said, we now close at X time because uh, we're too worried about being robbed. Just what kind of city is this? So uh, uh, a gang of 80 people. I just want to draw folks attention to that. 80. Let me run through a little bit of this and then we'll explain because we live in the area. So we 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 know the area well. But and as you know, incidents of retail theft have driven out. Was it 17 Walgreens in the last year or something like that? And CVSs and that sort of stuff that they've just closed down because they're getting robbed all the time. Grocery stores cutting their hours, closing after dark. This weekend's crime spree began Friday night around 8 as San Francisco police responded to reports of looting and burglary around Union Square. If you're not familiar with San Francisco, Union Square is uh, surrounded by the fanciest shopping uh, around. Just all that. That's, that's where you stay at the really expensive hotel and you walk out to an expensive restaurant and you do some expensive shopping. And uh, they went ahead and looted here. 
Um, a popular shopping district. Videos circulating on social media show looters ransacking a Louis Vuitton store after shattering windows. One person can be seen climbing a shelving display to grab a handbag at the top, while another dragged a large piece of luggage outside. Yet another ran from the store with an armful of shoes and clothing. As Joe, as Joe mentioned, there's a whole bunch of people. Um, ABC 7 News in the Bay Area reported over $1 million in merchandise was stolen from Union Square stores on Saturday night alone, on Friday night alone. Well, in the news video, is amazing. you got cops uh, with the lights of flashing everywhere, chasing down these robbing gangs, and it just it, it's, it looks like a war zone. That's an overstatement, but it's just insanity. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, 80 looters simultaneously broke into a Nordstrom's in Walnut Creek the next night, which is a super fancy city not very far from San Francisco. And as the police say, obviously this is all planned and orchestrated. It's not kind of random. Um, from the Walnut Creek robbings on Saturday night, drivers blared their horns Saturday evening as dozens of thieves carrying luggage and bags darted from a Nordstrom department store near San Francisco and hopping into cars waiting for them outside. All but three of the 80 or so looters escaped. They got three. All but three. 77 got away, police said. Two store employees were assaulted and one was pepper sprayed by the intruders, according to officers in Walnut Creek. Um, clearly a planned event, as we said. So they're willing to brutalize the poor employees of these stores as well. Worth noting that. And then last night, in another Bay Area a town not far away in Hayward, which is about a 30-minute drive from San Francisco, there was a smash and grab destroying glass cabinets and everything from a jewelry store. Uh, we got. Yeah. We want to hear some more clips from this, yeah, and then go we can, ahead. We go can ahead. discuss. Sure. Concerns heightened after a thief struck several luxury stores, including Louis Vuitton, en masse Friday in San Francisco's Union Square. Off camera, one private security agency saying the crime spree has them fielding an uptick in calls from area retailers. In Walnut Creek, labels owner Lynn Nice wonders if area retailers should band together to share the expense. We could maybe collectively have some more security here on the downtown small business side of Walnut Creek. Crime hitting during a key holiday period and just as independent retailers say they're getting back on their feet after navigating the pandemic, Paya's manager concerned the news might push some shoppers to buy online, but a customer walking in giving her reason to think otherwise. I choose not to be intimidated. I choose to believe that this is my town and I can be wherever I want in my town, and I will be. I appreciate that view a lot, but I'm just going to shop online if there's... There's any scary homeless people standing out front or chance things are going to turn ugly after dark. I'll just shop online. I mean, sorry, that's just, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Things are going in that direction, too. I had to buy, uh, I'm, I'm looking to buy a tuxedo. I need a tuxedo. I'm wow. going to a formal event, and I'm a very fancy man. I have never needed a tuxedo. People, uh, well, you've rented them on a number of occasions. Uh, I have, right? but I, I don't need one. Like, of course I you own got a tuxedo. Yeah, I just uh, want it to fit right, and I don't want to deal with renting it every time I need one, because, again, I'm very fancy. Um, Everybody says that about me. But uh, the stock in stores was non-existent. I ended up doing it online. Um, But uh, go ahead. Do you have a little more? And then I've I've got a point I would like to make, but I don't want to cut you off. I'm looking at the footage right now, the people running in the stores, again, in the nicest area of San Francisco and just robbing it. And so there's just not a... I mean, no, nobody asked in any of those or talked about in that news footage anything about uh, why is this? This didn't happen 
five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, same stores here, same city. This didn't used to happen. What has changed? Nobody ever talks about that. What has changed in our society? That's absolutely the correct question. So I, I got a, I got a couple of questions for you. No, I'm going somewhere with this, so trust me on it. So uh, say uh, Michael and I get in a, in a disagreement in the hallway. We're, we're having an argument. And then Michael gets mad, and he just punches me right in the face, knocks three of my teeth out, etc. Somebody standing there describing that would say, yeah, uh, Joe and Michael had an argument. No, no, they wouldn't say that because it turned into something very different. How about a different example? I'm urging my kids to uh, eat their vegetables. I'm mean, Come on, kids, it's important, it's good for you to help, blah, 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 blah. Then at some point... I decide to just jam it in their faces. I just write in their mouths. I jam their food in their face. Would you describe that as Joe is urging his kids to eat their vegetables? <laughs> or has it changed materially? Okay, here's a question for you. When protests over whatever, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, uh, defund the police, BLM, whatever. When those protests turned into rioting, burning, looting, killing, all of it. Why were they still described as an argument, as urging your kids to eat their vegetables, as a protest? They had changed materially into something different, and that is dishonesty. It's point number one. I was thinking about that over the weekend. Point number two, we now have, ladies and gentlemen, the looting and soon the arson, I'm sure, and the beatings and the pepper string, devoid of any protests whatsoever making it all too clear that that stuff was barely, barely related to the protests in the first place. It was just taking advantage of the cover of crowds. Well, there is it is tied together in one way in this wild attitude that a lot of people have uh, taken with society. And, of course, they're encouraged by a lot of media that, you're owed something. It's the whole looting it back thing. And so a lot of right. people are walking around with this attitude all the time of, well, there's a store full of fancy stuff. Rich people been screwing me my whole life. I'm, White people, whatever. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some of it. Yeah. And it's so ugly to make it about race because there's so many honest, hardworking black Americans. They don't want this, you know, the the the, the gangs were predominantly African American. Okay. Um, they don't, they don't think that's right. And there are plenty of white scumbags in the world. Trust me, I've known them. <laughs> uh, so I just, I hate that this is becoming well, th- th- what it is. Well, turning it r- racial. So somebody, I was, I was following some of this online and you're always getting into uh, sketchy territory when you start reading comments on Twitter, but I was sure. following the news as it was breaking over the weekend, the robberies in San Francisco and then in Walnut Creek the next night. And somebody said these are the, the 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 result of the liberal policies, which is 100% true, by the way, of the de- decriminalizing crime and then changing all the kinds of rules for what's a felony and what's not. All plays a role in this different sort of stuff. But a bunch of people were joining. Walnut Creek is a mostly Republican wealthy whites. These are Republican whites that are being stolen from. This is their policies. Well, I just, I spent about, I don't know, a full 60 seconds just went to the Walnut Creek's own city website and looked it up and then retweeted it i said there's a lot of chatter about this you can look it up pretty easy um contra costa county contra costa county where walnut creek is has voted democrat in every presidential election since 2000 uh it's on the list of a uh, conservative liberal conservative or whatever it's not as liberal 
as a lot of California is, like San Francisco is, but it's over on the liberal side. Mm-hmm. And in terms of uh, how many people are uh, that work for the city are a Republican or a Democrat, way more Democrats, like two to one, Republican. You can look it up if you want. So, But why get into these kind of conversations? But, but, but people throw around crap <laughs> that's not related to anything, and then they fall into their preconceived beliefs and nothing ever happens right it's such a shame that it becomes white black republican democrat whatever as there are people of all races who believe we need to have laws we need to follow them we want to have retail we don't want to have rampant crime we don't want to have criminal gangs roving through the streets and you know going back to uh, kenosha and the whole kyle rittenhouse thing which will we talked about earlier in the show and we'll reset again later i'm sure but um, in, in Kenosha, the burnings and the lootings and the destruction of private property disproportionately crushed the businesses of people of color. Black business people, Hispanic, whatever, victimized way disproportionately. They're not pleased by this. This didn't help them. So the idea that it becomes it's somehow politicized as opposed to the universal yearning for law and order. It's, it's just it's a damn shame. Well, one of the best places for the, the Christmas feel in all of America is Union Square starting the day after Thanksgiving. If you've ever been able to stay at one of those nice hotels or shopped around there when they got the big tree up, it's awesome. Well, all those stores right around there got robbed by a giant, violent mob over the weekend. And, and probably will again. And probably will again. Although something tells me the SFPD is going to be out in force for the rest of the, uh, the holiday season because that's such an important economic engine this time of year. Civilization is breaking down, and a certain number of people are encouraging it because mm-hmm. they have it coming. We have it coming. Who has it coming exactly? It's always they. They have it coming. No, who you think they is? What's going to happen is the businesses will just go away. That's what. It's not going to right any of the wrongs you're concerned about. You're not going to get more equality of anything or anything like that. The businesses will just go away. Yeah, indeed. You'll see the uh, the tax bases of a lot of these uh, cities that uh, invest, quote-unquote, invest in their communities and or hand out cash. Um, you're going to see that cash dry up as retail gets crushed. Yeah, we do need to talk about the Rittenhouse verdict, which came down like right after we got off the air Friday and some of the fallout from the weekend. Also, what's the deal with the, the person that drove their car through that parade in Wisconsin, the Christmas parade, killing those oh, people? What, Just what a tragedy. I yeah. think we know what happened there now. Stay tuned for all that. So you probably heard about there's a Christmas parade in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, somebody, some dude just drove his SUV through the Christmas parade, killed some people, lots of kids in the hospital, just absolutely brutal. Well, the latest theory is it's some numbnuts who got in a knife fight at the park then jumped in his SUV and drove off. And whether he was drunk or high or just who knows what, um, that's what it is. So it's, it wasn't a terror. The, the main things are it wasn't terrorism because that was my first thought. Um, it wasn't related to the Rittenhouse verdict, which was another thought I had. It's neither one of those. It seems to be an isolated, one-off, bad situation. Yeah, in a way, but also n- not. Um, as I'm doing a little reading right okay. now, the man being questioned after his SUV plowed through Waukesha's Christmas parade. By the way, it's worth noting CNN and MSNBC are calling it a holiday parade. Hmm. It's a Christmas parade. Anyway, 
uh, killing at least five people and injuring a dozen others, has been identified as Daryl E. Brooks Jr., a Milwaukee man with a criminal history dating back to 1999 that includes numerous violent felonies. Funny, he's on the streets after numerous violent felonies. Uh, He has a long rap sheet and a number of pending cases, a number of currently pending cases. Most recent court appearance came on November the 5th for charges including reckless endangerment, battery, domestic abuse, resisting arrest, and bail jumping. He was out on $1,000 bail on those charges at the time of the attack. We don't need fewer prisons. We need more prisons. We got plenty of people we need to lock up. Well, and uh, let me just make an announcement. I'm all 50 governors, because every single one of them ought to say the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen of my state, if you are inclined to commit a crime, we're going to stick you in prison. We're going to stick you in jail. We're going to set your bail high so you can't hurt anybody else. And if you get the COVID while you're in jail, that's your doing. All right? Anybody dies of the COVID, that's too bad. Sorry it happened, but we are not going to alter any of our criminal justice practices because of COVID anymore. There's been too much damage done. We don't have the luxury. Five people are dead. And listen, I don't want to talk more about tragedy and stuff. I really don't. Five people are dead, and God knows how many more will die or their lives will be terribly affected for the rest of their lives because this guy was on the streets. How long are you going to put up with that? I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, dang it. Uh, we probably need transition music yeah, or something. Like, I agree. Well, I don't know. I'm I sorry. I just, I, I can't, but I've seen this. Yeah. I see this in all 50 damn states. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't used this one in a long time. Hey, Michael, have you or anyone else dug up the new song Stretchy Pants by, uh, yeah, let's find that. I want to hear it. I've only heard about it. What's her name? Right. Carrie. Carrie. Please, please make that stop. I don't know if Carrie Underfed's the right person to sing a song about stretchy pants, though. Come on, you're, yeah. You're skinny as a pencil. Skinny sex don't, pot. Don't pretend you're kind of like with us and you're wearing a stretchy pants. Yeah, no, 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 no. slumming it with us, the chubby. Please, a I don't st- like it. A Starbucks worker has contracted hepatitis A, possibly exposing thousands. That's it in a New Jersey Starbucks, but uh, oh boy, poopy coffee. Ugh. Well, just hey, going a spade a spade here. It's not that civet cat poopy either. It's just regular, <laughs> yeah, regular yeah, run exactly. of the mill poop. Anyway, right. yeah, because of they get so many people into that particular Starbucks in a day, six hundred patrons a day, and the person been working there for days with Hep A. They don't know how many people might have been exposed. So there you go. Yikes! Yikes! Hey, if if air travel is just too smooth and and comfortable and fun for you, well, I have good news. Looks like about 40% of TSA employees are not vaccinated um, and won't be by the Biden deadline. Oh, really? 40%. So, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I'd like a NOCA, mo whip, no whip, and no hep. <laughs> no whip, no hep. Is that something oh I order at Starbucks? Oh, my. Um, the Rittenhouse verdict came right when we got off the air Friday, so we need to talk about that. And some of the fallout over the weekend was disgusting. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The judge congratulated the jury in the Rittenhouse trial for being such a good jury. I would say they were a terrible jury and that they came to their conclusion like the minute we got off the air on Friday. Yeah, and thanks for nothing, jurors. It would have been very handy if we could have had that fresh news to discuss instead of three days later. Although a lot happened over the weekend, so the uh, verdict came out. I assume if you're following this at all, you know he was cleared of all charges, collapsed in the courtroom. Um... Anyway, so we're going to go through some of the reactions to it. Here's a woman shortly after the verdict on uh, one of your NBC properties. You guys, because I have my own show, I have a responsibility to say things that people need to know that aren't being said. It's a cool opportunity that I don't take lightly. There are very big, obvious truths that no one wants to say on TV, but I will. Now, just a few minutes before we started taping the show, Kyle Rittenhouse, the man accused of shooting three people during a Black Lives Matter protest, was declared not guilty on all charges. So I can't believe I have to say this, but it's not okay for a man to grab a rifle 
travel across state lines and shoot three people and then walk free. It's not okay for the judicial system to be blatantly and obviously stacked against people of color. It's not okay for there to be an entirely different set of rules for white people. But uh, I don't care about Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't care about that racist judge. And I don't care about how up that jury must be. Uh, white people have been getting away with murder since time began. I don't care about that. I care about you. And uh, I can't believe I have to say this, but you matter. So, okay, this goes on like this for you quite matter. a while, but there Every you time go. one of these. There you wow. go, just stating flat <laughs> out to racist judge, whatever she said, twisted sick jury or whatever she said. White people have been getting away with this forever. And Black then, people can't get a fair shake, or people of color, there were no people of color involved in this trial, as far as I could tell. And that's okay to air on NBC now. Um, I've seen an awful lot of legal opinions from a lot of your most respected legal experts who say, yeah, they didn't have a good case there. Um, uh, self-defense being what it is, the way the laws are written, yeah, that's the right verdict from the vast majority of people. Well, even your dedicated left-wing media, the responsible ones, were saying, look, we got to update defense laws, use of force, uh, you know, self-defense laws. And if you want to argue about but that, But it was fine. clearly decided correctly based on the law. Yeah, if you want to argue about that, fine. But to jump to the racist judge just stated flat out like that, mm-hmm. I keep saying it over and over. How do you think this is going to end? Where do you think this is going to go? Where you just convince a whole bunch of people that our system is so incredible. It just is racist. It's just stated flat out. You know, a lot of people get their information from uh, your your shows. And you're telling them that it's a racist system. You think you're going to end up with less violence or more violence? Do you actually be- believe that more violence is the answer? Some of you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're crackpots. But I think some of you think you can say these things without any fallout i think you're wrong right right you know as we often discuss they think they can unleash the dogs of uh, racial violence and 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 reap that whirlwind as the saying goes they'll, they'll control the fury once it's unleashed and it'll be fine sure we can convince half of america that this is such a racist country that white supremacy has invaded our courtrooms uh to this level and that'll be okay you know it's just something to talk about on tv yeah, it's not so, the whole system isn't going to fall apart then, and we'll just have n- n- no law and order, nobody respecting the justice system. It'll just all come apart. That won't happen. I'd like to sit down with that woman, whoever that was, and just have a calm discussion. Say, okay, let's talk about the facts of the case and and how they square with your statement. Her name is Amber Ruffin. I don't actually know her act, and she's got a minor show on Peacock TV, but that's an NBC thing. And yeah. again, that aired, and that's not okay. That is not okay to air that stuff. Well, significant figure on the mothership NBC, Maria Shriver, uh, in reporting on the the verdict, said she was confused by the jury's decision. Quote, I'm trying to take a beat to digest the Rittenhouse verdict. She tweeted Friday, put it in writing. My son just asked me how it's possible that he didn't get charged for anything. Well, he got charged for several things. He didn't get convicted, Maria. But anyway, how is that possible? I don't have an answer for him. The idea that someone could be out with a semi-automatic weapon, kill people, and walk is stunning. I look forward to hearing from the jury. This is a moment for them to explain how they came to their decision. Um, 
Did you watch any of the testimony? Did you read about any of the testimony? Michael, are you familiar with self-defense laws? You're being very serious, and you should be. This is serious stuff. But Michael Malice tweeted that out. He's the anarchist that I follow. He's the snarkiest guy in the world. Sometimes very mean-spirited, but he said, your son's 24. (laughs) I mean, she got it presented like, you know, my little kid crawled up in my lap and said, Mommy, how could this happen? Your son's 24 years old. I mean, you can have a conversation about this, but the whole having to explain it to your son is... Come on. Now, Maria, we've actually uh, we met Maria on several occasions when she was the uh, first lady of California. We did several uh, fabulous events with her and her gigantic hulking ex-husband. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and she seemed like a very nice yeah. lady and very bright, very, very bright. So I'm surprised to hear she, her wits have dimmed so much. So, Maria, I'm going to keep this simple for you. There was a mob chasing him. Beating him with skateboards. They had guns and too, kicking by the way. Him in the head, several of them armed. The the judge, the jury, the, even the prosecutors had to concede Mr. Rittenhouse didn't initiate any of those conflicts. He was afraid he would be beaten to death by a mob, so he shot the people beating him. Now, if you'd like me to call your 31-year-old son? <laughs> 24. 24, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember the number. If, if you would like to pass that explanation on to your adult son, fine, or I will call him directly and explain that to him. It's a pretty simple explanation. How is that even possible? I don't have an answer for him. Well, again, I'll call him. I'd be happy to. Here's an answer for you wanting to keep your home and your family safe. Quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, then back into the fabulous content of the program. Um, it's... <laughs> Simply Safe has uh, just a, a fabulous deal going on right now, which we'll tell you about in a couple of minutes because I think this copy is out of date. Sorry. Uh, but it's the best home security system you can buy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it has been named that by a number of organizations, including U.S. News and World Report. Like, not the best for one that only costs this much or anything. No, just the best security system you can get. And you go to simplysafe.com, you click around, you customize it for your home, it comes to you, and then you set it up yourself in like a half an hour. By the way, if you have any problems, there are Simply Safe people, you know, on hand to help you with it right away. And then you'll have folks there to help you with any sort of emergency you could possibly have. Yep. So uh, go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Uh, is this the correct copy? Yeah, it appears to be. You get 50% off. That's fantastic. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 50% off your entire system. It's just over $100. I mean, it's super affordable. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Tim Sandifer tweeted this out over the weekend. I saw it. Tim the lawyer. Uh, he shouldn't have been there, in quotes, which you hear a lot. No, all of them shouldn't have been there. There shouldn't have been a riot in the first place. And out of both parties who shouldn't have been there, the one that initiated conflict and suffered the worst outcome shouldn't have been there more. Right, all those convicted criminals who were just looting and beating and smashing, they decided to beat down young Kyle Rittenhouse, and he shot him for it. They showed up armed, too. They traveled into the town, too. Right, right, right. Did they cross state lines? I love that line. Hilarious. Anyway, uh, one more note from the reaction. Democratic Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney is the the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, getting more Democrats elected to Congress. And he tweeted after the the verdict, it's disgusting and disturbing that someone was able to carry a loaded assault rifle into a protest 
against the, okay, first of all, it had long since become a riot, not a protest. That was the third night Kenosha was burning. The third night in a row. Anyway, I'll keep reading. It's disgusting and disturbing that someone was able to carry a loaded assault rifle into a protest against the unjust killing of Jacob Blake, an unarmed black man, and take the lives of two and injure another and face absolutely no consequences. Okay, first of all, Jacob Blake isn't dead, so you can ask him if you want. The killing of an unarmed man. Well, he wasn't killed. Right, and he was, in fact, armed with a knife, which he he has conceded. He said to himself, his live body said so. Yes, so powerful congressman tweeting, get like a fact correct, just one, and let's build on that, instead of just whipping up hatred based on lies, inaccuracies. He ended up retracting that tweet and coming back with one that didn't say much at all, Um, but that's just unbelievable. Well, he might have been misled by the Detroit Detroit Free Press, which yesterday had an article about the whole thing. And in one paragraph, it said, in August 2020, Jacob Blake was shot and killed by police officers in Kenosha, which led to sparked protests. He was not shot and killed. I mean, so we're like, what? We're a full year and a half out from this event. You still haven't got it nailed down where the guy was killed. They printed a correction later, because this was the print edition, a correction saying uh, Jacob Blake was uh, shot and uh, wounded, but not killed. Mm. <sighs> How can we have our facts that wrong a year and a half later and then still be discussing it? Well, we have different sets of facts. Right. Well, that's and that's the state of newspapers these days. So some 25-year-old activist reporter wrote that. No editor corrected it. No fact checker went over it. And that appeared in the print edition. Wow, that's sad. By the way, Joe Biden. So he originally was asked about this. Um, on Friday, and he said the jury system works and we have to abide by it, but later released a statement, I guess because he was getting political pressure? He felt like he had to say something else? That'd be my guess, wouldn't it be yours? Yes, That he was absolutely. getting attacked from the left? He put out a statement and said, while the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken. He's angry and concerned, he said. The president is angry and concerned about that verdict. I wish somebody could drill down and ask the old man, what are you angry and concerned about? What part of that was incorrect? By the way, he started his statement on Friday by saying, I haven't watched the trial, but (laughs) I'm angry and concerned. Yeah, yeah. What are you angry and concerned about? Watch the trial. I don't think you'll be that angry and concerned. The squad did what the squad does. Congressman Rashida Tlaib, America-hating radical. This painful verdict sends a horrifying message that bringing violence to a protest for racial justice is acceptable. It's incitement, not justice. So those it's other dudes, incitement to do what? Wow. So those other dudes with their guns, what were they doing? They weren't they were they there to incite violence, or they were just peaceful protesters that felt like they needed to be armed? Yeah, the child rapist with a long criminal record, just out of a mental hospital. He was there out of concern for for the armed Jacob Blake, really? Who were setting things on fire and fighting cops and all that sort of stuff. Smashing up the cars owned by uh, uh, black-owned car dealerships or businesses. AOC, what we are witnessing is a system functioning as designed and protecting those it was designed for. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's designed to protect people who are at risk of being beaten to death by angry mobs. As a matter of fact, she was 
unintentionally right. Ayanna Presley, Democrat from Massachusetts. Racism and white supremacy remain the bedrock of our legal system. God, that's a heck of a thing to say. White supremacy remains the bedrock of our legal system. That. I, I can't believe people say things like that now, and it's just, eh, another day. Cory Bush, Democrat from Missouri. The judge, the jury, the defendant. It's white supremacy in action. The system isn't built wow. to hold white supremacists accountable. That is scary. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so uh, the, the 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 confusing part to me, and then we'll have to wrap it up, I guess, is I I can see the people that are making the argument that if this were a black kid, you'd gotten a different result. I don't know that, but I'm at least open to that argument. Sure. Um, and and that that possibility. But how would convicting Kyle Rittenhouse make that better? Their arguments don't make any sense. They're nonsense. They're just spasms of self-righteous anger or something. If you want to talk about how you would make sure a black kid in the same situation would not be found guilty, I'm all for that discussion. But I don't understand how convicting Kyle Rittenhouse, who is clearly acting in self-defense, how that would do anybody any good. Oh, no, that's a horrifying idea. It's a stupid idea spouted by stupid people. What did Kyle Rittenhouse say about race? He's spoken out. We'll have that clip for you in a moment or two. A lot more to come. Don't go away. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. 
It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's their number one guy, Jeremy Grant. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Stewart and LeBron. Stewart is hot, and everybody's coming out now. Now, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he must have caught an elbow or something, but, oh, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of blood streaming from the side of the eye. Look, here goes Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a little upset. It was along the free throw line on the free throw, and he's still trying to get loose. <laughs> he is knocking over, and he's out of the game without question. I mean, this it's is like he's running through the line. That's nuts. That's just yeah, crazy that's, right that's now. That's just crazy. That's crazy right now. Well, you could look at the face and the blood pouring no. down the face of Isaiah Stewart. And he, uh, LeBron James, got ejected for just the second time in his entire career. Wow. Um, elbowed the guy in the face on purpose or not. The NBA is going to try to figure that out. Didn't look like it was on purpose to me just because of his reaction, but I don't know. Um, yeah, just that, split the guy's face open, though. He's bleeding like crazy. And they got him apart, and they got the guy that got elbowed in the face way down to the other end of the court. But he decided, no, I'm not done with this. And he runs all the way down the court before they're able to stop him. Well, what was interesting is they, they grabbed him and they held him and the stuff, and then finally he calmed down, and then he ran after LeBron to beat him senseless again, and then it happened again. So this guy was, he tried for a third time to say, okay, now I'm calm, I'm calm, but nobody was buying it. They got him off the court. Um, how I much... got to admit, with his, his kissing the ass of the communist Chinese, yet bitterly criticizing America, I was kind of rooting for the guy to land a punch or wow. two on LeBron. Wow, wow. Listen to that ugliness from Joe Controversial. Getty. White supremacy is what that is. What? They're both black fellas. Um, how many? That's, that's I wouldn't do that a lot. I wouldn't make that joke a lot. I, I thought everything was white supremacy now, mm. isn't it? Isn't that what mm. we're supposed to learn? Mm. Um, how many pounds do people plan to gain <laughs> over the next month? We'll kick off hour four with that. They did a survey. How many? If you don't get hour four, go to Armstrong and get. How many pounds? Pounds do you plan to gain? Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of white supremacy, so that's the big talking point out of the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict and trial and all that sort of stuff. Inexplicably and with no support. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I would never see nor hear from Kyle Rittenhouse again in my life after Friday morning. That's what I thought. Right. Right. But he's doing an interview with Tucker, going to air it tonight, I guess, on Fox News. Hey, here's a clip I really wanted to play. We promised it. So uh, give us number 33, please, Michael. This case has nothing to do with race. Um, It never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. 
and I believe there needs to be change. I believe there's a lot of prosecutorial misconduct, not just in my case, but in other cases. And it's just amazing to see how how much a prosecutor can take advantage of somebody. Those are all good things to say, and he, you know, he sounds uh, believable on that. He's a young kid that probably did support Black Lives Matter, all that sort of stuff. I, 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 if I was his dad or friend or lawyer or anybody, I would have not have advised him to go on a cable news channel and do a big interview. I don't think it's going to make your life better, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I just think he, he saw all the things that were being said. I mean, all the people, including some heavyweights, suggesting or stating outright that he was a white supremacist. And he said, I gotta, you know, I've had to be quiet through the whole trial thing. I'm going to speak my piece. I'm going to tell people how I actually feel. So I get it. I'm not sure it's a great idea. I didn't know that his defense did two full mock trials with mock juries. And they did one without him taking the stand and one with him taking the stand. And that one did a lot better in their mock up. Man, that's a lot of prep. That's a mm-hmm. lot of prep work. Holy cow. And paid off. Well, we'll be watching him on Tucker tonight and have the highlights for you tomorrow. If you miss an hour, go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.